Hey everyone, welcome to episode 113 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. We're bringing you this podcast on a lovely Monday morning. I'm your host, Sterling Hammer, and here's my co-host, Lee Paddock. As always, want to give you a little spoiler um, now that we've gotten past that, just want to remind you, everyone, please like, uh, give us a, a like and a comment down below. Follow us; really helps the podcast out. Follow us on Instagram at It's Not the Worst Mover Pod. We post weekly content, updates about the podcast, all that good stuff. Now that we're done with that, let's get right into the episode. Uh, this week was an episode by me, uh, a choice by me. We watched Daddy's Little Girls. A movie directed by Tyler Perry. Um, it was also written by Tyler Perry, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> it starred Gabrielle Gabrielle Union as Julia, the main female actress, male, or ma- ma- main female lead. You got Idr- Idris Elba as Monty, the main male lead. Um, then you got some of her bitchy friends. <laughs> Tracy Ellis Ross and Terry J. Va- uh, Vagoon. Vagoon? Uh, Vaughn? They're both. This one right here. Yeah, Vaughn. Okay, yeah, Vaughn. Yeah, Terry retarded. J. Vaughn. Yeah, I'm extra retarded. But um, those are those two actresses are staples in um, Tyler Perry movies, especially during this era. I know that Tracy yeah, I've seen uh, has a stuff. show. Uh, blackish. She's like the mom on Blackish, and she's been. Yeah. She kind of branched out a little bit from Tyler Perry, but Terry, yeah. I've seen. She was on a bunch of things, and I think still is. Um, that's a Tyler Perry related stuff. Yeah. Same with Tasha Smith, who played Jennifer. She played the mom of Monty's uh, kids. Uh, his ex-wife, technically, also as well. She was a. Uh, just an awful, awful person. She usually kind of plays a pretty abrasive person in the movies, um, or in her, her, whenever she or she has a role. Like I don't remember her really being like ever know, like super sympathetic just for her. normal or laid back. <laughs> yeah, she's always kind of like in your face. Um, you got Melinda she Williams as Maya. She plays Gabrielle Union's secretary. Gabrielle Union's a lawyer in this movie. She's been in a. I've seen her in a few different uh, Tyler Perry movies as well. Um, Tyler Perry kind of, I mean, created his own little uh, Hollywood down there. So, in Georgia. In Georgia, um, you guys. If you're a Tyler Perry fan, you definitely know Casey Davis. She played Rita in this movie. Just a small role. She's in like tons of Tyler Perry things, but her big thing in Tyler Perry, she's uh, the mom in House of Pain, the television show that was on TBS. I love that show. I watched the shit out of that show. Um, mm. uh, and then you have the kids, China Ann McLean, Lauren A- Alyssa McLean, and Sierra Elena Alina McLean. Um, they're mm. obviously all related. Um, they're all real sisters. The one that uh, the, I know the most, yeah, they all looked super similar. I would have been super surprised if they hadn't been. Um, the one that is uh, the one I know the most and I think is one of the more famous one in the Tyler Perry universe is China Ann McLean because she was the daughter of uh, one of the characters, one of the main characters in House of Pain with uh, Cassie Davis. Um, like most Tyler Perry movies, it's got a pretty big cast. So Then you have Gary Anthony Sturgis. Uh, even in non Tyler Perry movies, he usually plays a gangster. He just has kind of that voice that just makes it so like he likes oh, to typecast a lot of people, huh? Yeah, well, that's what you got to do when you're pumping out movies. He was at one point they were pumping out tons of Tyler Perry movies all the time. It's kind yeah. of slowed down, which is sad, but slow down a lot. You don't really see a lot of tragic movies anymore. Truly tragic. Um, but yeah. Uh, this guy, he plays the main like antagonist in this movie. He's like the drug dealing boyfriend, uh, runs the uh, neighborhood with intimidation, all that stuff. But his voice is just uh, like if you if you hear his voice, you probably recognize him from something. He played gangster twelve and something, or main gangster in various movies and stuff. He's very gruff. Does a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> does I'm a cool kid. 
<laughs> um, that's all about like the, the significant cast in this movie. What about uh, what's his name, Willie? Oh yeah, you got Louis Ga- Louis Gossett Jr. Gossett Jr. as Willie. He's kind of like Monty's uh, mentor. Uh, probably is the one who taught him all about being a mechanic and everything. Um, before we, he's like, uh, yeah, the guy is looked after him. Yeah, and he's and Monty's like, oh, throughout the movie, he's giving him money to like buy this uh, uh, mechanic shop from him eventually, and he just gives him like a couple hundred bucks here and there, slowly but surely, knowing even though that's gonna take forever and ever and ever. Um, just a quick synopsis because I don't own the DVD for this, which is real sad. And this has a real piss poor uh, ID, IMB, IMDb. Disappointed, I'm just going to say racist. Um, it's a little weird how like nobody has given any thought to yeah, this Yeah, this page. movie wasn't a flop, but whatever. You feel like there'd be like some loyal like Tyler Perry fans that do it for all the Tyler Perry movies or something. Um, Maybe they're just not on IMDb. Sad. Uh, a mechanic and his family are struggling to make ends meet. Ends meet with his girlfriend and her drug dealing boyfriend. He struggles to get custody of his children during the wait. What the fuck? What? This is all messed up. Okay. A mechanic and his family are struggling to make ends meet with his girlfriend and her drug dealing boyfriend. He struggles to get custody of oh, his children. There's not even a period. During the way he falls in love with his attorney. <laughs> Nobody cared. What the no fuck? Give a fuck? This is the worst summary ever. And you know why I read it like that? Because there's not a single period in between any of that, or comma, or none. Yeah, there's only <laughs> like, a period at the end. There's no break. That's why I read it. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's one long check. sentence. It's wrong. It's also wrong. That's what they call a run-on sentence. Oh god. Well, check the actual. Wait, they might have well, a better they're... synopsis at the bottom. <coughs> Sometimes they. Yeah, the storyline. Okay, here we go. There's a little bit more meat to this one. Because I I looked on the Wikipedia and it's like nine pages long. I'm like, no. All it has is like the plot. All right, here we go. A mechanic, Idris Elba, enlists the help of a successful but lonely attorney, Gabrielle Union, while trying to win custody of his three daughters from his treacherous ex-wife and her... What is that? Larange? Wait. Larcenous. Larcenous boyfriend. Along the way, the working That's relationship between the blue, co- I know, the blue collar dad and his uptown attorney grows into something more. This is a simple, touching story of two people trying to overcome their different backgrounds to find love. A down-on-his-luck man struggling to protect his children from abuse and neglect, and a community looking to purge itself from the criminals terrorizing their neighborhood. Alright, that's, that's way better. The other one... You can kind of see where the other one like got like tried to start, but like completely the, fell apart. But the boyfriend isn't like larcenous. Well, he's just a criminal. He's a criminal. I'm sure he steals and stuff. Like he steal. I think they mean by that is like he steals from the neighborhood. Sure. Just by sucking it dry. Sure. Cool. Um. But yeah, this movie. I this this is <laughs> I love this movie. This is one of those movies that's a little uh it's a little pro- higher up there than probably should be allowed. <coughs> that because the, just because I understand what it is. I get what it is, but I love this movie. Like I would rate this movie pretty high because I just think the romance is super adorable and cute. I love that trope of like the working collar dude and the high rich lady and shit like that. Yeah. I don't know. I like that dynamic. I like strong women. It seems to be a thing that Tyler that Perry likes to do. Yeah, uh, he has a lot of strong women and like successful people in his movies. No matter what they are, whatever they do, they're successful. Well, there's um. There well, was, he wants to shine, show black people in good lights. Well, I just he knows yeah. Also Hollywood doesn't. But I'm just thinking, like, in in Good Deeds, like, the plot of that movie is, you know, rich guy falls in love with poor woman. Yeah. This movie, uh, poor man falls in love with rich woman. Because Tyler Perry's whole, like, thing, yes, he wanted to make good movies and stuff, but I also think he wanted to create a place where black actors could work. 
yeah, and black sure. directors and all and actors uh, like could get their start. Like a lot of black actors got their start it's, in Tyler Perry movies. It's definitely admirable. So what I mean, I'm just uh, what I just mean by that is you see him repeat the same formula a lot. But I think it was because at one point, especially when he was really into it, he was just trying to churn these things out a little bit to give he knew as many it, people work as they could. And he knew it worked, so he knew that. It's also smart because you produce these movies for not a whole lot of money. Yeah, it was in Georgia, Atlanta. So they mm-hmm. have really good tax uh, yeah. incentives to film down there. And that's actually kind of one of the things I liked about it. Uh, we'll go, probably go into the... I'll probably that's all explain all, a little that's bit all more like in re- later. It's all real. Yes. Yeah. Authentic. Tyler Perry does that. Well, I mean, yeah, he, that's where he's from. He's that's where he has his film company. It's where he was operating out of. So yeah, it makes sense. He always makes like Atlanta like the focus, or the surrounding or Georgia. area. Yeah, yeah, just Georgia in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's kind of like the king of Georgia. The unofficial king of Georgia. Too bad he can't influence the politics more to make it nicer. I think he probably lives in L.A. now. I don't know. Well, he's a billionaire, so he lives everywhere. He's a billionaire. That motherfucker's rich as shit. All because all from doing movies like this. Mm-hmm. Super successful. Highly. Now, he's a top G. Not sure. These, not these Andrew Tates and shit. Fucking... I like people like like Tyler Perry, Arnold Schwarzenegger, fucking self-made man. Not these people who followed the American dream, basically. Mm -hmm. And weren't also like selling women to sex slavery and stuff. They're just doing their thing. Tyler Perry empowers women. At least tries. His yeah, movies. his the women in his movies are always, even in the deeds, like it's good it, deeds. Good deeds. It's not like his uh, the woman was like a piece of shit. Like she was a hard worker. She just was like her. She Down just on gotten, her luck. She had gotten yeah. Life had just fucked her, just one after another. It's more realistic. It was that yeah. It was more realistic. More yeah, believable. it goes to show like everyone is like one bad thing happening and your life's just tumbling out of control without you being able to stop it. Yeah. And I like that. And like, yeah. And God, Idris Elba in this movie was, is amazing. This was like, as a kid, this is my introduction to Idris Elba. I, I, for the longest time did not, because of this movie, did not know Idris Elba wasn't American. Cause his accent yeah, is like flawless in this movie. Well, he'd been working on it for a while. He was on the, uh, the wire for a few years before this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm even more pro. I mean, just still like, because when yeah. you sound like when you hear what he sounds like, and like just when he's not even trying or anything, he's just being normal. It's he's just British as fuck. Yeah, he's British as fuck, like hardcore British. He's got a very thick accent. It's pretty funny. Um, it is, but that just shows how great of an actor he is. Yeah, it really does, and I think he's really good in this. He like you can tell he really like loves his kids and stuff. He's um, always good. Yeah. Uh, he would have m- made for a good James Bond, but racists prevented him from becoming that. No, Tyler Perry could have said anything about it, but of course they probably shut him down too. Um, <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. They Tyler tried to Perry make him, remember Alex Cross? <laughs> yeah. Didn't really go that well either. Not really. He's a little too that, old at that, that point. felt like that was just slapped together though. Yeah, and he was a little too old at that point. Um, this movie was a success. It had a budget of ten million dollars, and it made thirty-one million. Well, Hollywood it's needs to go back profitable. to making stuff like this. Like, the, I think they might start because after throwing what's been hundreds happening. of yeah, throwing hundreds of millions at a movie, hundreds of millions of dollars at a movie, and expecting it to ma- needing to Putting make all your eggs in one billion. basket. Yeah, and but doing that like four or five times a year, like you can do that once a year. That's what the blockbusters are for. Like that's why we have blockbuster season. Is like that's when we get the big movies. But you don't need like a movie that costs four hundred million dollars in January. Yeah, or March or yeah, April. Like we, you, those movies should be saved for like Christmas time because a bunch big movies come out on Christmas Day. Yeah, and summertime 
Like those are the good times the to release movies, and there's good season. amount of break in between each of those times to let people to recover for the next big blockbuster. That way, each of these or movies... or next big wave because I know there's multiple studios. You're gonna have there's gonna be whole waves. There's never gonna be just like one one or two movies. There'll be like six or so, but like that's better than the twenty four. Like it's just yeah. insanity how much often well, they're coming out. You look at what's going on with the uh, you know Barbie and Oppenheimer. You know all you really need is just Two. Yeah, two movies some... to come out in a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, the rest of the time, just make movies that cost from anywhere from 50 to, like, $10 million. And you get a movie, and then one of those pops a little bit, makes, like, $100 million. Bing, bang, boom. You can... Doesn't even have to make $100 million. It, it, That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't, but sometimes those do. So, yeah. It... And it's then, nice especially when you get better at doing it because like the hollywood's moved away from that so much because it's like oh only it only made 100 million that's not, it's like no you're not thinking like if you have like 10 of those happen that's way better than having three major flops on your fucking record for yeah that like, all costs uh, like 400 million dollars or whatever yeah like disney's crumbling because of this yeah, they, like it's so crazy how quickly it all crumbled around them. They, they released a movie this weekend and nobody noticed. I just, a Haunted Mansion movie. A remake of it. And it's like, it was just the same trope. They're like, I mean, there's not even a trope because the original one from our childhood was like the first Haunted Mansion movie. 20 years ago. Jesus Christ. And like, yeah, it's just, they just did that movie, but with younger people. And new actors. Yeah. Like, no one know. asked for a Haunted Mansion movie. Another, yeah. And no also, if you're going to release one. it, hey, guess what? Release it during Halloween October. time. Jesus. Like it's, it's, it's July, end of July. It's, it's too early. Unless you're an actual scary movie, because those can be released at any time nowadays. But if you're trying to be, like, a fully aesthetic, like, family Halloween movie or spooky movie, it needs to be during October. Yeah. September, October, November. Those are the times when horror movies... Fall should come out except for like truly spooky ones because i understand haunted movies aren't always centered around like halloween times and stuff but like yeah. if you're making a movie like haunted mansion i'm sorry but halloween movie. yeah it needs to be a definitely i, I think totally Hollywood agree it's just gotten too greedy but whatever uh well they're they're facing the consequences of that now yeah well not really because i mean oppenheimer and even though, like they think they would learn the lesson but it's all uh Barbie Mattel's already announced fourteen other movies they're working on. They're gonna be making yeah. multiple Barbie movies. They're gonna be making movies on like Rock'em Sock'em Robots, Hot Wheels, um, a ton of all all the major get like toys. They're gonna make movies about now, and like they're having big actors behind them. Like yeah, there's Sock- like a Barney movie coming out with the guy from Get Out. That's insanity. But they're also doing... Um, uh, I didn't know Mattel owned A Rock'em Sock'em Robot movie with Vin Diesel. That's going to be terrible. I know, right? But what kind of movie is a Rock'em Sock'em Robot? Well, hey, didn't they make a movie that was sort of like that with Real Hugh Steel. Jackman? Oh, I like that movie. That movie was good. People just hate I on it. I didn't see it, so you can probably show it to me. Good. Well, that's actually really good news. Thank you. Just like finding out you haven't seen Volcano. Which is kind of insane. Volcano. You know, weirdly enough, I always remember seeing... I always remembered seeing advertisements for that movie when I was a kid. And we're, I'm that old. Because it was a big deal. Like, Hollywood was, like, sucking itself off. Like, it's happening it, to us. <laughs> it came out the same year as another movie about a volcano called Dune Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak. With uh, Pierce Brosnan. James Bond. Have you seen that one? I've seen bits and pieces of it. I don't remember that one at all. Volcano that one, I think, great. was the least, the less successful one. Volcano's hilarious. It's got Tommy Lee Jones in it. Yeah, I know. Anything with Tommy Lee Jones is amazing. Have you ever seen the Tommy Lee Jones movie with the cheerleaders? The oh, Protection? Man of the House. Ugh, yes. Oh, fuck you, dude. Everyone, downvote Lee in the Garbage comments. movie. Awful. Leave uh, a thumbs it. down to show your anger at Lee. You can just now. tell like Tommy Lee Jones doesn't want to be there. No, he does. That's not at all. He, you can tell he's having a grand old time. These cute chili girls are bouncing around everywhere, and he's acting like a father. Like it's adorable. You fucking you cynical ass motherfucker. That movie's great. 
Fantastic. Everyone. I guess we had. Like I said, downvote Lee in the comments. But yes, back to this. Since Lee's so disrespectful. It came out in uh, 2007. Oh, God, that makes me feel old. A very long yeah. time ago nowadays. And Aegis Elba hasn't aged ago. even a little bit. Neither has Gabrielle Union, and it's kind of crazy. Uh, they look basically the same now, except for Idris Elba has a little gray in his beard. And yeah. And Gabrielle Union literally just looks the same. Uh, yeah, pretty much. She hasn't aged in from this movie all the way up to Good Deeds, which was like 2011, 2013. Until was now, she in until Good Deeds? Yeah, she's... Uh, the oh, her yeah, 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 yeah. You fuck. She's been in a lot of like Tyler Perry movies. They're not all, and I don't think Good Deeds was a Tyler Perry movie technically. Like I think it was, but it wasn't part of the well, cinematic universe. We're on IMDb right now. Check that shit. Well, th- there's no way to check if they're part of the cinematic universe. I don't think this is part of the. No, I mean if that was a Tyler Perry movie, if oh. Good Deeds was directed by Tyler Perry, it might not have been. I think this was like during his was. era. It was written and directed by him, wasn't it? You're wasn't written, it? You're written and directed by you. Unfortunately, I guess I'm not a very good writer director. Well, well, bam! Get yourself out of here. Oh, yeah, it yeah, is a Tyler, Tyler Perry, Perry movie. This is not part of his cinematic little universe. Yeah, he's deeds. Deeds. What was his name? Mr. Wesley Teeds. And then his brother was in this movie, Leela. For a, a brief little, moment. Playing scumbag again. Yep. At first you're like, oh, he's a nice guy. Oh, never mind. Yeah, never mind. He's, he's not an insane person this time, but he's still a scumbag. Yeah. Cheating on his wife. Yeah. Um, so let me go, let me do a little rundown of this movie real quick. So basically you have your main character, Monty. He has three daughters. Um, the the grandmother of these daughters, uh, and the grandmother of these kids, uh, is the one taking care of them because he can't afford to have them, and the mom doesn't want to have anything to do with them up to this point. Uh, so uh, he's still in their life. He's he always comes by and brings food and gives her some money and all these good things. He's re- he's always there for his daughters. He takes them out uh, to movies and aquariums and all that good shit. But the grandmother reveals, like, she's dying, she's got lung cancer, she doesn't have long left, like, they need to go to the family court, and they need to petition the court that, like, the grandmother thinks that, like, she the, he, need, the, he needs to have the kids, and he needs to start preparing to get the kids, which means, you know, make more money and uh, uh, afford a better apartment. So because of this, he ends up taking on another job, which is driving uh, Gabrielle Union's character around. As like basically her driver, because uh, she's a high-powered lawyer and you know just always on phone calls and meetings and doing emails. She's very high-strung, very powerful and busy. She's a partner before twenty-eight. Um, so then, like the grandmother dies, the mom comes back, all freaking out, like, "How dare you not tell me my mom died? How dare you take my kids away from me? All these things." But you could just mostly tell that like she's mad. That they didn't tell her that the mom died. And the mom didn't tell her that she was dying. And uh, she's like using the kids to hurt Monty. Uh, because he she knows he actually wants them. Um, and he she wants to prove to the neighborhood also. Like I'm still a good mom. I can do this shit. Even though she's awful. Horrible. Immediately try starts pressuring the oldest one into like selling drugs, lets the young yeah. one get beaten, which is a big deal in the end. Uh, um, yeah. All these things Lee was like falling asleep through because they weren't Italian people. Shut up. No. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, You're not. Well, Lee made it, but um. Said so you're. I know, I'm just joking. God, got you him, everyone, joking. ladies and gentlemen, got him. <coughs> but yeah, so uh, then there's an incident while he's driving Gabrielle Union home on his first day. He gets the girls taken away from him because they think it's that he's unfit. They go to the mom. Bad, horrible things are happening. 
He's able to eventually convince Gabriel Union's character to start representing him in court uh, for free. Um, Pro and, bono. And for, for because of this, you know, things happen. Bing, de bong, de boom. They fall in love. Um, there's a major reveal. Like, uh, Monty's character was actually, like, a pretty successful uh, basketball player. And he was going to college. He was going to go to college with, like, a full ride uh a basketball ride. Um, but then he slept with a girl who lied about her age and then also lied about him, like saying like it was, it wasn't consensual. So then he, and he was in the South and he just got fucked by like a racist judge who didn't even look into it at all. And he got sentenced, he got falsely sentenced to prison. But, um, eventually the girl like reveals that she lied. It's based on like a, a true, like a famous case. That's true. Um, yeah, and something that's happened a bunch of times to like I'm sure. black athletes, which is terrible. Um, terrible, and athletes, just men in general. Um, but at first, this gets revealed in court, uh, brought up in court, and it gets framed in a way that like he wasn't falsely accused, like it was just oh no, he's just a rapist, and he went to jail for rape, and there's that's the end of the story. They don't reveal, like, they don't let, like, Gabrielian's character is just so mangry in the moment. She doesn't let him explain. The judge is so in a rush to, like, review the evidence of the revelation that he doesn't, like, really ask questions of Monty right there, which I think is kind of weird. Um, I feel like Monty should have just right then just chimed up, like, hey, 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 falsely, falsely, falsely. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. But he just, like, I guess, like, Gabrielle, it just caught him off guard that they brought it up. So he kind of just froze. And maybe he was just afraid to bring it up at all because he didn't want it the was judge. Just, it was a, a, an attempt at misdirection. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, so eventually Gabrielle and his character finds out that it, um, that it was false and it wasn't like he didn't actually do it uh, because... That night, when he's at home, he's thinking about calling Gabrielle, and he tries to call her. He's blocked, like he's not going through. And then all of a sudden, his daughters show up, and that's when it's revealed that the drug dealer is beating one of them. Uh, he puts them to sleep. He gets super emotional. He laughs at him, and then it's a little <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> it was a little bit, a little foot Lucy. Um, little foot Lucy. So then he drives uh, to where the drug dealer is living, and like the drug dealer and the woman, the the wife, the ex-wife is are driving like from like I guess beating some guy and getting their money back. Like, oh yeah, man, yeah, we're going to the movies, yeah, and they're talking, and he just drives his car into them, boosh, and just, <laughs> and then the music's like, we wave and he's just like taking off his jacket, and he pulls it open, and it just starts, boosh. He was just having hail makers at this guy's, the drug dealer's head. Just, and like the drug dealer's homies or crew see it from the top of their apartment, like on the top of their apartment building where he lives. And they're like, oh shit. So they're running as fast as they can. The whole neighborhood starts coming out and they're like, yeah, rip them apart. Like, like super for it. No one's stopping nothing. Yeah. Um, eventually the crew get there. They start beating up Monty's character. The women start yelling at the men of the neighborhood to do something. That's when the anti-character comes out and ah, boom, just starts hitting one of them with a <laughs> frying pan. Old guy comes out with a pipe and just wham, just hits him in the fucking head with a pipe. Yeah, like the whole pipe. neighborhood just. And they just start beating on these guys. Um, and that's how it gets revealed the next morning. Uh, Gabrielian's character's watching the news and they're like talking about this like basically riot a little bit. Uh, and like, they're like, oh, kind of like this one. And then like the news anchor me like mentions Monty. He's like, she might, he's like, you might he, remember Monty. Is. He was falsely accused. Yeah. And that's when Gabby and the character's like, no. Uh, so then like, they're all in court. They're all fucked up. The drug dealers, uh, the woman and like, they get finally sentenced to jail because this whole time they couldn't ever get sentenced to jail. No matter what the police did was because they never, no one on the neighborhood would ever testify against them because you can never get the whole crew at once. So if you, if you left at least one or two Does of them Rico out, they not exist in this world. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Tyler Perry. 
I don't know if like it's too small time for Rico to apply. And even then, you gotta still catch. I don't know. I don't know. You gotta link them and stuff. Like Rico isn't just a magic. Like Rico, we gotta arrest you. <laughs> you still yeah. gotta connect the guy, the small guy, to the big guy. Sure. Um, but this time, the the neighborhood actually stands up and they testify. Happy ending. If it seems like I'm blown through this, it's because this these plots are they're simple. But like that's not why I chose this movie. I didn't choose this movie because I thought it was like a cinematic like masterpiece or like some story that was never has never been told before. I chose this movie because I really enjoy this movie. Um, and I wanted to show Leah and I thought I just I I just love this movie's very cute. Uh it's very wholesome. Uh I really like Idris Elba as the dad. I just like single dads being bad at like when he finds out about it and he's just like ah. like Lee laughs at it but I more like think just like ah, that's how any dad would react like God, dad is so angry that he let his daughter get beaten by some piece of shit it's very Christian too yeah well that's Tyler Perry's it's very very too. Christian like, the black Christian community movie. is very Christian and like yeah Tyler Perry's movie definitely always have like a strong Faith, uh, faith message. message, but it's not always the. It's not. It's never the whole message. No, but it's just like the. It's usually just something they use as inspiration, way to inspire yourself or something. It's not like shoved down your throat. No, At least can't support black Hollywood. But, no, um, just, I can't support Christianity in my movies. Ugh. I I feel like there's Unless so many instances, incidences, incidents, or whatever moments that I could point out in these movies that were all very Christian. But you know, I can't. Do well, that. yeah, but it has to be subtle. You can't just be like, eh, you know, well, have also, a. But it's but it's also more realistic. Like the black community is very religious. They go to church. Like it's a big part of their okay. thing. If you just pretended it wasn't, then that's more weird. But it just I don't know. It just felt like. He was at a really low moment in his life, and he went to church, and it was just like a really good or inspirational sermon. It's like going to a, seeing a motivational speaker or, or watching something that you like because it makes you feel good. Okay. Yeah. You had to be learned. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this probably isn't as bad as some other like faith-based movies. And this no, isn't because a, this isn't like it's I, not a faith-based. Uh, Lee's movie. making it out. I mean, I don't want Lee to make it seem like this is a faith movie. Like there's one no, scene in not. a church. There's literally one scene in a church. Right. Where but he, it's, and very... it's literally right after he lost his kids. Like when some guy is at his lowest point, where else would he go? Especially if he's a working class black man in the hood. You go to fucking church. <laughs> like that's just what you do. <laughs> like and like and he really like he mostly just wanted to be like you could tell he just needed to be around his community and he just need to hear a guy tell like someone say like hey, hold it's on about there yeah you need to hold on like God's gonna bring you something good and then guess what the next scene it's setting up Gabriel Union starts representing him. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, I, I don't like to defend Christianity, but I have to defend Tyler Perry. I'm a staunch Tyler Perry fan. I mean, there's a couple more Tyler Perry movies I'm going to show you. I know. Oh, these are gonna be I still haven't seen Diary any of a Mad Black Woman. Yeah, I still haven't seen any Medea movies yet. Well, I've never. I I don't really care about the main Medea movies. You don't see movies. I'll show you some movies that have Medea in it. But I've no, I've never seen any of the like Medea goes to Halloween or yeah, Boo of Medea yeah. Halloween, <laughs> Boo of Halloween two and all that stuff. Yeah, they made two of those. It's fucking ridiculous. They were both successful. <laughs> yeah, his movies don't cost a lot, and he releases them or he did at good times. COVID kind of fucked everything up. Um, yeah, I watched this. This is a movie from my era of. No, I mean, I th- actually I watched this movie when I was a young I was younger. Like this was a movie that was on like BET. Yes, Two thousand seven. So yeah. Yeah, I watched this when I was like, because I I watched TV a lot growing up. I was dev because I didn't get a computer until way late, 
And even then, we always had real shitty internet until like way even later in my life. Um, I was always a big TV watcher. I loved the History Channel, all that good shit. But I watched a lot of movies, TNT, USA, TBS. This was before they all had their original programmings. And they just, they did what they were good for. They did reruns. They did syndications of television shows. And they showed movies all day. Those were, That's what made those channels popular. And then they're like, we're going to do our own content and just dog shit. Because you're TNT or you're fucking TBS. <sighs> Sorry. Um, but yeah. yeah, I saw that, like, and even, even back then, like, I, I wasn't a huge romance fan yet, but this one always just tickled me because it's just so cute. Um, and just, I love the interaction between a dad and his daughters. I just think that's so wholesome and just adorable and such a cute, good message and just a sea of just hate and sadness. Like, uh, dating ourselves on this episode, we just came and saw Oppenheimer, and yeah, for me this was a good palate cleanser because Oppenheimer isn't like tragic or super sad or anything, but it's like real serious and it's like ends with like, oh, Jesus, uh, not to spoil anything, but it doesn't make you feel happy. Yeah, but end. I also was just like, yeah, well, of I course, recommend everyone see it though. Uh, yeah, and see it in theaters, film. support theaters. Go go to your local theater, see it wherever wherever your local theater is. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Or Even see. if it's a shitty theater, go support it because you get more people go to that shitty theater, the more money they get. Remodels, there we go. Hing bong boom bum. Um, but yes, let's get into a little trivia. This movie can't do any quotes because the IMBD, IMDb, DB. God damn it, IMDb yeah, uh, had one quote: depression. Um, and even like the trivia and the, the goofs, they only had one. It was just, this doesn't have much. Uh, so we're going to do a little of this trivia. Let's see what's going on here. Uh, Monty's, Monty's daughter's first names in the movies are their first names in real life. They're also real life sisters. Okay. We, we knew, knew the sister part, but that's really cool. Uh, first film. The first film that Tyler Perry has directed, but not starred in. I thought he was going to show up in this. No, yeah, I knew he I mean, obviously I knew he didn't. But, like, because that's what I mean. Like, I don't think this is, like, super in his no, universe. No, I don't think it is at all. Like, even if it is the same universe, because he does, like, use the same characters in different movies, but, like, they're still part of the media universe. I feel like this probably... This could be in maybe a different neighborhood or something. Because it was, like, Eaglewood, yeah. and I don't think that's part of the Medea area. Medea is usually more around, like, Atlanta. Um, the passage the priest reads is... Gal, Galatians, Galatians, I Galatians know. six nine, whatever, some stupid bullshit. Uh, Tasha Smith and Sierra McLean would later start an Empire twenty fifteen. Oh yeah, that was a star on Empire. It's, it says start, wow. but it's probably Again, a star. Shows uh, nobody cared. I know, sad. Smith played Cookie's sister, Candace, and McLean played Nessa, the sisters of Shane Johnson and Andre's love interest for a brief period. <laughs> uh, Tasha Smith plays a drug addict in this film. Coincidentally. She also plays a drug addict in Fox's Empire 2015. Empire is like, a, if you, for people who don't know, it's like a black soap opera. It was pretty big for a time, and then that... Jussie Smollett guy ruined everything. Yeah, yeah, because he just it, get, it just made it all bad press. Yeah. And he was like, I guess, like a popular character on the show and stuff. And when it, like, and they he, basically had to kill him off or whatever, they the show just lost. Does anybody even remember that incident? No, because he was just a fucking where, dumb dumb. Where he uh, pretended to be assaulted by like MAGA. Yeah, he paid People. a couple guys to like pretend to be like Trump supporters and beat him up and like hang him and stuff. like it's just or wrap a noose around his neck. Yeah, yeah, it was just silly nonsense. Um, it was, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we have uh, reached that time in the episode that everyone loves, and you know what it is? It is questions, questions, questions for who? Questions for Lee? For me? Questions for Lee. All right, then. Let's get them questions going. All right, Lee. Um, first and foremost, 
With I know you gotta get your rating and all that shit first. Yeah. But what you like? Which one do you, Which one do you like better so far? Good deeds, or this one? How's the ranking going so far in the Tyler Perry listing? You got two now to actually list. Okay. Uh, I like Good Deeds better. Really? I do. That's highly surprising. I thought you. Yeah. I thought like Idris Elba would win this for you. Because I know he's he not was, like anything crazy in this. He but. was good. Because I don't remember. I mean, I don't. I don't remember. You don't like. You didn't hate Good Deeds, but you weren't like. No, I wasn't crazy about it. I didn't hate this movie either. By the way, if that's what you're thinking. No. But. Uh, I don't know. You good, struggle with Tyler Perry movies. I can tell. <laughs> well, good Deeds. You had a little bit more going on in it. Yeah, the brother was funny. Probably because it was actually Tyler Perry. Were, he gave it a little bit more of a budget. <laughs> and it's like he... It was a more well... Surprisingly more well-written movie. Really? I think I liked the relationship between Mr. Deeds and uh, the other... Tandy Newton. Mm-hmm. Or It's a cute... I mean, I, mean I, I love both the movies, so obviously yeah, I think they're both cute. Um... But if I was doing I don't know, I think I feel like they had a bit more chemistry. And I really didn't like the the mother in this movie. By not the, like, do you mean you didn't like her actual character or do you think the actress herself was bad? The actress is fine. Like she was the, playing her role well. Yeah. She's supposed but to the be. the character I think and I know we're not supposed to like yeah, her. Yeah, she's I get supposed that. to be That's an awful point. person. But I think it was overdone. I think it like it becomes cartoonish at a certain point, especially yeah, with her and the the boyfriend. Of course, they're both abusive drug dealers. Well, that's realistic. Yeah, well, no, because it just feels like they have absolutely no humanity. There's no redeeming qualities to them. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are pretty bad. Sure. They don't have any... Redeem- like, these aren't, like... Like, life isn't but a mar... this movie like a feels like... a Scorsese-Gooby movie where, like, like, oh, man, he's a piece of shit. But it doesn't shit, have to be super kind of simplistic film? either. And I feel like this movie is very... It was very simplistic in that sense it's of, like, kind of you movie. have the good parent, and then you got the bad parent. Well, that is... I mean, th- that's the story. Fine. But I don't... I, I feel like... No, it's not. I don't think it's that aspect was realistic at all. I think it was. It I don't went into the saying. realm of cartoonishness. I get they that were a like little bit because mustache twirlingly evil at a certain point. Like the mother has no point where like she, you know, has a moment of like, well, maybe yeah, I but am in real a bad life, mom. that's more realistic than in like I'm just to say like in your movies where they always have to have you kind of like. Like in the movie we watched last week, the Raging Bull. Raging Bull, like it's like he's a giant pile of shit, but there you're supposed to kind of feel bad. Like he just, there are moments where he breaks, like when he cheats and all that. Like any that break, you show that he actually does have some kind of honor. Um, Humanity, uh, but like, yeah. But like in real life, that guy probably didn't. He's probably a pile of shit all like through and through. Like some people are just, I mean, even not that he's not not to call out that guy, but like. Sometimes, like, when you're a drug dealer, like, who's ordering guys beaten and, like, not giving a shit, and you didn't go to see your kids for years and years, you're just a bad person. There's not going to be a scene where you're, like, looking at him hitting your kids and they, like, focus on her face and she's, like, I think you're thinking too black and white. I'm not thinking black and white because I don't think this movie is trying to paint, like, every incident of like a mom versus a or a one parent versus one parent is like this. It's just, we're telling a story of these these yeah. characters, and this is how this story plays out. Okay, well, it for me took away from a, a little bit of the authenticity. Hmm. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy those characters. I just disagree, but I mean, I guess I can't. But um, you can disagree all you want. I know, but I mean, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm gonna put this mic somewhere. Opinions. We'll have some like OnlyFans ASMR going on. Uh, <laughs> not allowed to have opinions, folks. No, not when they're against Tyler Berry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> just joking. Fuck. Jeez, gave a joke with a motherfucker. 
Um, okay, let's move on from this question before we start duking it out like Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Can't wait for the Hot Wheels movie. I know. I wonder what it's going to be like. But it's supposed to be like a connected universe. So I wonder if it's like going to be a Rock'em Sock'em Robot. But like it's not like where Real Steel was like, oh, just imagine a universe where we invented robots. But instead of like using them for war, we use them for boxing. Um, and not even like, like every, cool martial arts. It's, it's just, like it's a just world boxing. of like robots. Like the actual. No, I, like imagine if because like Barbie is like. They have this world like Barbie World and like yeah. Kenland and all this shit. Like, I wonder if there's gonna be like this like universe where those kind of toys go, and that's where they're realistic. And they keep like the whole where plot of the universe real. will be those toys coming to the the real world because that's what I haven't seen Barbie, but I know that little bit that it's about the Barbies, like Barbie and Ken going to the real world. Right. Because Barbie Land is where everyone's Barbie goes. Or Sure. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. We'll see it soon. Uh, maybe we'll talk we about, that, about it in the next podcast. Movie phenomenon of the summer. Yes, but we wanted to support Oppenheimer first, and we enjoyed it a lot. Like we said, I highly recommend. Loved it. All right. So another question for Lee. Well, before that, I'll say, in my opinion, I like both a lot, a lot, lot, lot. Uh, yeah. But I'm gonna say I if I'm just if I'm cutting out all movies and it's just how they parry. So far, what I've shown you, I like uh, Daddy's Little Girls more. Because I just like that. You like the little girls. Yeah, okay, don't make it like that. Well, you like. I like the idea of being a dad. Are. Yeah. Like, I really like dad stories. I like stories. that relationship. I read a lot of stories, a lot of mangas where it focuses around a dad and the, the daughter because it's just. It's very cute to me. And I like. And I, I, I want to be a dad uh, in a non creepy way. I mean, I guess that's not creepy at all, wanting to be a dad. But. It feels like in this day and age you got to say that because if a guy wants kids, or everyone's like, Ugh. Um, if anyone wants kids nowadays, it feels like people look weird at you. But because there's too many people. Oh fuck you! <laughs> I'll make a couple less. Bam, bam, bam. There's your family. <laughs> no. Um, Well, you answer. I was gonna ask you about it, like what your thoughts on Idris Elba was, but I mean, what is there to say? He's he's a great actor. Yes. All right, we'll just go right into the good, the, the meat and the bones. Of these. Uh, what was your uh, favorite? What's something good you can say about this movie? What was your favorite uh, well, scene, aspect, whatever, character? Well, I just I like the fact that he uses real Georgia locations. Mm-hmm. Um. The neighborhood feels like a real neighborhood. It feels very lived like in. Like they went to a real neighborhood and were like, oh, we're going to mm-hmm. film today. Yeah, and there's like all these, like, I feel like all the people in the background weren't extras. They actually lived like, there. Like, those are people who actually lived there. Yeah, yeah, the big opening scene where they're going through the whole town. I liked that, actually. I actually really liked the opening were, yeah, credits. You could tell those were real people. You could tell when it's extras versus, like, actual real people. It felt almost like documentary, documentary like. Because that's what he does. Like he'll go and film in locations and like just give. Because it's an easy way to give like a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks to a bunch of like locals. And Hollywood productions like used to do that. They used to go out to certain locations, and they would hire locals mm-hmm. as extras, like people who lived in the town, and even to work on the crew. In some cases. Yeah. But, you know, now everything's all corporate and homogenized. It's like red flag, like red tape and everything. So it's like, yeah, it's, you don't, don't get that. fun. Yeah, you don't get that, like, sort of homemade feel, even with, That's like, why big Hollywood movies. movies feel so fake now. Exactly. You don't have that authenticity. Like, there's no way that guy's from New York. Exactly. Or you're like, this, see, this street looks fake as fuck. Like, yeah, right. yeah, I get you. Okay, that's a cool one. That's a cool one. That's a surprising one. Um, All right. Let me. It's time to get hurt. Lee. Well, what yeah. was your biggest. Mm hmm. What's the thing you like the least? What's your biggest. Well, I think I already pretty much. We just argued about it pretty much. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. like. I don't like the mother and the drug dealer. I think they're cartoonishly evil. 
and they take away from some of the authenticity in the story. What did you want from them then? What do you think I would make them more some real in your moment where they're like, okay, the maybe the maybe the, the kids or some shit like what maybe the the drug dealer guy he doesn't have to be completely humanized, whatever. But the mother, I feel like. The fact that she's always talking about hitting the kids and ah, oh, you you know you all know me. She's just bitching all the time, and Those she's moms like that. Sure, abusive, horrible moms. But again, like they probably still have some love for their children. I feel like that's saying something about you, and I'm like sorry to tell you, Lee. No. That's the yeah. sad truth. That's why there's a whole... You just think, like, oh, because this no. person does bad things, they're just completely No, evil. I don't think that. I'm not saying, like, she would just, like, stomp on a baby on the sidewalk and be a monster. It seems like it in this movie. She's but I think that there are evil. definitely women or men and women that can be that just callous and terrible to their children. That's why we literally There's have so, every yes, day. definitely. Dozens of children are taken away from their parents because the kid, parents are just beating the whole shit out of them. And then maybe there was a moment one time on a Christmas day where they gave them a blanket and it was like the one good Or sometimes... There's, See, that's something, though. You could yeah, have had that moment. But then also sometimes no, there's none because and the that parent makes... is completely callous and narcissistic and that's what the mom was. She was completely yeah. callous and narcissistic. And, and it's even, one note. It's not interesting to me. Well, this was a movie. And it just came off as over the top. It didn't come off as believable or realistic. It was played at a cartoonish level, I think. I'm sorry. Well, I guess I'm not. But I just didn't buy it. That's a little silly, but I guess everyone to their own. Even they're wrong. And I guess the other thing. Oh, here we go. <laughs> is that I, I feel like Idris Elba and Gabrielle Union, while both really good actors, I didn't think they had a whole lot of chemistry together. You're just like her friends. Just I'm thinking just there's like no it. way that a guy I, like I'm not saying they shouldn't be together. I'm just saying like, like I didn't totally feel like they had a lot of connection. She seemed a little too standoffish even when she was starting to like warm up to him. Well, it's also like it only been like I mean I get it like they also said they love each other and everything, but after just like a few days which, fine, fine, fine. Lee just can't take romance movies. He's just like, fuck you, romance movies. I'd rather watch a movie about a guy fuck a 15-year-old. <laughs> Don't worry, he's 28. <laughs> but in reality, the actor's fucking 49. And the girl actor's 22. <laughs> so it's still like, ew. <laughs> well, at least it's a more interesting movie. Oh, damn. We're going to have some words, motherfucker. We're going to have some words. Um, well, Lee, let's get, let's get this going. What was your rating and final thoughts? Mm. Well, I didn't hate it. Um, I had, again, I didn't really know what to expect with this movie. I didn't know if it was gonna be a drama or, or like some kind of fan like comedy or anything. Yeah, real quick, what when I told you, Daddy's little girls, I thought it was. I thought Medea honestly was gonna pop up somewhere in this movie. You thought it was gonna be like more silly, more comedy driven. And not even that. I feel like if Medea's in it, it's gotta be a little more comedy. Yeah, I guess Medea's yeah. character can barely be serious. Of course not. I, I don't know. I guess maybe I was because the title is a little silly. Daddy's little girls. But yeah, it's two thousand seven. Sure. America's a little like more milk toasty back then still. <laughs> milk toasty. Because we had Bush still. The, we hadn't gotten cool Obama. The good old Bush era. Man, when you could just hate when conservatives were the bad guys. The conservatives were the bad guys. I mean, they are still, but somehow they've tricked the the part of America into thinking they're not. 
Yeah. Whatever, not to get political, really. Uh, so yeah. You know, Idris Elba, I knew Idris Elba was gonna be good in it. He's always good. He's never, he's always usually reliable. Um, he's probably even good in that Cats movie. Uh, but, yeah, they're just, like, those, the, the thing with the mother, just her being completely just evil and irredeemable, really just bothered me in a way. Because, you know what, I was thinking of, I was thinking of Marriage Story, oddly enough, and how, like, that's a movie where, I mean, I get it, it's kind of a different situation, but... Like, that's a movie about two different parents, you know, fighting for custody over their kid. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't paint either one of them as the villain or the hero, even. Or, like, the good parent. The good parent and the bad parent. You know, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. I get that but we're also like it, like you you said you you preference it yourself it's a different story like that was a snapshot of like a middle class upper middle class white family no they were rich rich white people this is like the hood like sometimes yes. it is a little more black and white when especially when one is a drug dealing criminal and one isn't <laughs> I get one could be nice and they she gave a Twinkie one time, but like, you know, and the other thing is, if you had at least one moment like that. And obviously they never did because the kids never were like, oh, yank mom. No, of course. The not. whole time they're like, ah, <laughs> like, exactly. But if you did have one moment where she was nice to her, nice to the kids, it would almost sort of be. Like, I don't know, it would be, it would, again, it would be like a misdirection. Like, oh, it's like, is she starting to warm up to them? Or are they starting to warm up to her? I guess I could give it to you the only time. And then it would be worked. really shitty and shocking if she just went back to, like, abusing them. It would have been the only time I think I can give you that where that might have worked is if they had worked the scene like that in right before uh, the girls come to him and tell him that the little one's getting beaten. We actually saw it, or if we know, we saw like a scene where like she's being nice to like the oldest one. She kind of was. She did. She did. Sort she was, of. There was that one scene where she goes like, "All right, I'm gonna go get myself a drink. You want one?" But she's also talking about alcohol. So yeah, like she's <laughs> she's trying to corrupt horrible. her, daughter. and like you could just the reason I think like it's like you, they're really paying her because I think she like that. She was willing to like put her own daughter at risk to sell drugs in the school to make money for her boyfriend. I know. And like you you could tell like she would also like I think they're kind of setting it up and like that was one thing that scared the grandmother so much was like she's going to pressure the older daughter to like do things, not just be a drug dealer. Like bad things, like prostitution or something. Like or what okay, happens well, if one of the gang members just rapes now that her. We're talking about. You know what? It's f- okay, fine. She's not. She's a horrible person, completely irredeemable, evil. You know what would have been more interesting though, if she was more manipulative, like if she was pretending to be nice and trying to manipulate the kids and trying to turn them against Monty in a way. She was, but like I think like, she was terrible at it. But she she's... also wasn't the actual criminal mastermind. The boyfriend was the one who actually ran the things. He was the smart one. She was just the loud mouth, hot piece of yeah, ass she's on very his hand. Dumb. And that's kind of like also part because she was trying to do that a little bit. Like when she would talk, like she was in her way, she was doing that by telling them like you gotta like you gotta know the world ain't gonna be handing you things. That's why I'm being so tough on you now. So when the world does it to you, you're like, all right, I'm used to it. Like, she was trying to be, like, a good, quote-unquote, mom in her own fucked-up mind. Sure. But it's just completely, no, it's wrong. Even if you were trying, uh, this is is an instance where trying doesn't cut it. (laughs) Like... Because your your trying involves hitting and me, like uh, making them feel mental drugs. abuse and all this. Yeah, yeah. 
break. Yeah. All that horrible shit. So I just, I don't know. I just, I think if it was like, if this was, I would be more on your side if this was like trying to like paint the, like the image of like, this is the common story. This is how it always is. There's, it's always black and white. But I just think if you just go like, this is a snapshot of a one story in one moment in these, like, like these people's life, like, that's what, that's what movies are, just snapshots. They're not always, like, these overarching nine-decade-long fucking movies. Like, a lot of your movies take time, like, over months, years. And my movies are the ones that take, like, place over, like, a month a, or, or a week. Or a day. Or a day. Like, yeah, my movies are much more time frame short. Because I'm leaning towards slice of life's romances, which are just usually snapshots of a story. While yours is like the overarching, let's let's look in the mind of this pedophile. Um, right. <laughs> that's my new one until you show me. Oh, there's always one movie Lee will show to me, and then like something in that movie will stick in my brain, and that'll be the thing I'll bring up for the po- the next few, like couple dozen podcasts until Lee shows the next thing. Before this one, it was the the witch. The, the witch. Well, no, it was also the guy fucking the the masters. <laughs> like, Wait, which one? Uh, Walking Phoenix, fucking the like the 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 Desert Mermaid. Oh, and he's jerking Sand off. Mermaid, yeah, jerking off in God. the ocean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your favorite movie. Hate that movie. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Well, <laughs> I'm just okay. Kidding. Can I uh, get my rating now? Um, you went on no. longer than I well, usually it's do. Because it's just, you, you triggered me. You triggered me, so I had to defend my movie. Like, so I mean, I know a lot of the times on these podcasts, my episodes are short, or like I don't really like push back a lot on Lee because I'm like, oh, it is just the, it is sorority wars. Like, like it's like, but this movie I like, I really like, and I'm just gonna have to stick my heel in the ground. Okay, that's good. But yes, let's get your rating. Uh, five out First of ten. Of, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what was it? Five. Out of 100. No. Rude. 5 out of 10. I think that's even a little rude. But, um, but I get it. But it's yours. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. I think it's the same rating I actually gave Good Deeds. I don't know. I just, even if you don't like it, I feel like this deserves like a 6. But it's fine. It's your personal opinion. I'll, I'll remember it forever. But <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've already said it so much. I mean, this... Sorry, this is gonna just itch Lee in the taint a little bit, but this is nine, nine out of ten Damn for it. me. This isn't like a because Lee just like really like popped a boner for last week's movie. Ten out of ten. Those are rares. Um, well, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. If you like a movie, it's fine. Give it whatever rating you want. Like it however you like. You know, we talked about that. That's not the way. Lee always hits me when these mics turn off. Sure, yeah. Like, it sounds like I'm the abusive one, but that's the joke. In reality, Lee's 6'6, full muscle. He's mean. I'm only 5'2. It's fucked up. Um, I only partially wish that was true. (laughs) Roots. He's a monster. Mental abuse. He's a manipulator. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, so I give this a 9 out of 10. I really like it. Um,. But we're at that time. We're at the end. I'm going to pass it over to Lee real quick. Tell us what we'll be watching next week. Okay. All right. Well, uh, since uh, we uh, just watched uh, Oppenheimer, a new film by uh, Christopher Nolan, one of my favorite uh directors actually uh we haven't really uh talked about him a lot on this podcast uh because i feel like sterling's probably seen a lot of his movies oh yeah. everybody has he's yeah his movies most... aren't like uh obscure yeah he's one of the most popular directors working today but there is a movie that sterling hasn't seen there's probably a, at least three that he hasn't seen that i know of four including his first movie, which I haven't even seen. Um, But the movie that I'm choosing is uh, one of his more uh, recent films, 
one of his uh, larger, more epic films. Uh, it was actually a very divisive movie when it came out. Uh, we're going to watch Interstellar. So yeah, I'm tune in. Surprised. I mean, I'm actually a little excited because I mean, this is a movie like I chose to not not watch. It just one of those ones you just never got around to. Right. So I think I don't foresee myself not liking this movie because, like Lee said, I've watched a lot of Christopher Nolan movies. Like I've seen, well, I've seen bits and pieces of this movie too, but I haven't seen anything in significant chunk. Um. But I like Christopher Nolan, so, and I like scientific movies, so that's not. It's really very, fun. very heavy on the science. Well, but we'll I'm talk about that. It. Yeah. Hope you guys are excited for that. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I think we had a good conversation, a good little argument, but not too crazy. Uh, never go too crazy. Life is too short. Um, but as always, please rate, review, uh, share this podcast, leave us comments. Um, go to our TikTok, follow, I mean, our Instagram, follow us on Instagram at It's Not The Worst Mover Podcast. These are the, the easiest and 100% uh, free ways to help support this podcast, other than listening to these episodes, which we appreciate more than anything. But if you can do those things, it helps push the podcast a little bit, shows the algorithm there's some action going on this, and this, this is a podcast that people are liking, and it needs to push it more, and we could always use more of that. Um, but we hope you have a great week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, sorry, real quick. I forgot to do my own little shameless plug. Please go follow. Go if you When you go follow us on our Instagram, you'll find our personal Instagrams link there. If you go to mine, you'll find my handle for my TikTok, my dog's Instagram, her TikTok. I post weekly content, cute little stuff of my dog on her stuff. On my own, I do uh, hammer books on TikTok. I do reviews of books manga video games magic cards show off what i'm wasting my paycheck on weekly have a couple different series on there i'm a collector you know as a typical millennial white dude i have to collect things uh but yeah go you follow all those to. things it's what millennials do we say have to um to justify our bad things um but yeah go follow us on all those things i'd greatly appreciate it we can't wait to see you next week, and we hope you enjoy next week's episode as well. I am become rambling destroyer of podcasts. Oh!